sports fans, and welcome back to EPSN. I'm your host, Emily Paulson, and I'm super excited for today's episode. I know it's been a while since I've recorded one, but I'm super excited to be talking about the MLB, college football, NFL, the best time of year for sports, really. You got MLB playoffs, college football, NFL, basketball is starting to come on the horizon. It's so awesome. I know it's been a while, but I want to catch up on life a little bit before I jump into topics. This past summer was absolutely incredible. I had the time of my life, and I got to do an internship, travel, I even got to play in a baseball game. I had the opportunity to intern for the Portland Pickles this summer, which is a college baseball league team part of the West Coast League. I had so much fun doing it, and it lasted through the middle of June through the beginning of August. I met great people, made some great connections in the industry, and it taught me a lot about what I want to do with my life and my career and that I can do whatever I put my mind to. For my internship, I got to try and experience a lot of different things. I got to work the merchandise tent, do ticket sales, do on-field hosting, I think the best part was doing on-field hosting. Once I got into the groove of it, it became a lot easier, but the biggest crowd I even got to do was about 3,000 people, and it was so exhilarating and made me realize, like, this is what I want to do. I want to talk in front of crowds, I want to do the interviews, and it was awesome. I even got to do some social media, which I never thought I wanted to do, but it was very fun, and now I know a lot more about it and really enjoy it. My internship really helped me develop a lot of more confidence in what I want to do, and really just go out there and not be afraid of who I am and my authentic self, and not be afraid of talking in front of crowds. I'm definitely not afraid of that anymore. (laughs) But going back to getting to play in a baseball game, I even got to suit up for the Pickles one game and take an at-bat, which was awesome. It was so fun, and I actually got to make history by being the first woman to ever play at Walker Stadium for the Pickles, which was amazing. Such an experience I will remember. I think I blacked out the whole thing, probably because I was so nervous, but all I wanted to do was not strike out, and I grounded out, so I was very, very happy. I also got to work at Nike this summer, which was super fun, spent way too much money there, but I made some great friends there. Um, I also got to travel a little bit. I went to Arizona for a girls weekend, and then I got to go to Georgia, first time to the south, and I got to go to Atlanta for the Oregon Duck game, which was super, super fun, even though Oregon didn't do as well as we hoped or even made it a game, but it was a great weekend, very fun, and the Mercedes-Benz Dome, it's only about five years old, I believe, maybe it's only, I think it's five, and it, it was one of the coolest games I've ever been to, sold out 77,000 people, only 7,000 Oregon fans, and 70,000 Georgia fans, so picture it, a lot of red, one little section of yellow and green, (laughs) But to jump into EPSN today, we are starting off strong with the MLB. The MLB, I know it always feels like a super long season, super 
time-consuming because, yeah, it's a 163-game season. Like, it's going to feel longer than any other thing. But this season has been very fun to watch, I think. I haven't been keeping up with it necessarily that much, but as of recently, I have. And I'm a huge Yankees fan. I'm actually sitting here today recording this in my Yankee jersey. I thought it was just the perfect day to wear this. Earlier this week, Aaron Judge hit his 60th home run. 60th. I can't even imagine hitting that many home runs. He hit the 60 home run mark and is now going to try to break the record. Hit 61. Maybe he can do it tonight against the Red Sox. But he is outright MVP in my mind. He is leading the AL in all three triple crown categories. Home runs, RBIs, and batting average. 60 home runs, 128 RBIs, and 317 batting average. He has really stepped up this year. And in my mind, he's playing really well because he couldn't get a contract done with the Yankees. So people always play better when they know they're trying to earn more money. And I'm not complaining about it being a Yankees fan because... He is helping us out. But the Yankees got a good win last night. Walk-off win in 10 innings against the Red Sox. Clinched AL playoff berth. And I'm excited to see them in the postseason and finish out the season strong. Hopefully strong. Try to move up maybe a little bit more in the AL standings to get a better playoff bid. Or playoff seeding. So I'm very excited to see where the Yankees will go. And other guys like Donaldson, they're all starting to heat up. Pitching's getting better. Um, John Carlos Stanton. All good things about the Yankees. St- sticking with the AL, the last wild card spot is up for grabs. The Rays have the final wild card spot right now, along with the Mariners and Blue Jays, but they're in a three game losing streak. So, the Orioles are very close behind at four and a half games. I mean, it's not that close, but in the scheme of things, if the Rays keep going down the path that they're going on, and the Orioles win, start to win more, um, they could take that last spot. I mean, Seattle and Rays are tied for the second wild card spot, and there's three now because of more wild card spots now. But I think. The Rays have a tough schedule ahead of them. There's only 13 games left in the regular season, and the Orioles will have to get hot and have the Rays keep dropping to let the Orioles make the playoffs. Quick shout-out to the Pickles, though. The Pickles are actually in Baltimore this weekend for this huge pickle festival, and Dylan T. Pickle himself is going to be there at this festival And it's going to be an extraordinary weekend, and I hope those guys have a lot of fun. Moving on to the NL, the final wildcard spot in that league is a lot closer than the AL. So it's more intriguing than the AL. The AL is pretty much set, but I think the playoffs for that side will be really well, will be really good and very fun to watch. But the NL has a very close final wildcard spot. In first wildcard spot, the Braves clinch. They're way ahead. They're like 11 games ahead of the second spot, which the Padres have. 
and they've already clinched a playoff spot, the Braves. So they're they're in. I went to a game actually when we were in Atlanta. Great, great stadium. That stadium's only about five years old too, and it was super nice. I got to sit out in the outfield. Great atmosphere. So very happy I got to go to that and experience that. But back to wild cards. The Padres, as I was saying, were in the second wild card spot, but they're only one game ahead of the Phillies for that second uh, wild card spot. And the Phillies have third place all locked up for a wild card, but Milwaukee is only two and a half games behind the Phillies, so a lot closer than the Orioles are to the Rays. It's probably going to come down to the wire with this one. I mean, it's only those three teams who are trying to get the last two wild card spots. I believe the next person behind Milwaukee, I can't remember who it is, but they're like nine games behind Milwaukee, so they don't really have a chance at all. Um, but this is going to come down to the wire. I think the Padres and Phillies will end up getting those final two spots. I just don't think Milwaukee will have enough time to get that uh third spot and jump one of those two teams but it'll be interesting to see down the stretch for these last 13 games last two weeks of the season and looking forward to two three weeks of out playoffs MLB postseason October is one of the best times of year it's hard of football season all in conference games are starting to be played NFL divisional rivals all that good stuff And on top of that, you get the MLB playoffs. The MLB playoffs are something that I look forward to every year. No one really watches regular season until the end, like what it is right now, the final two weeks of the season when everybody's trying to get those last spots. Because, don't get me wrong, baseball can be very long, and it's really hard to watch on TV if it's somebody who you're not invested into at all. Unlike being in a game, which is a lot more enjoyable. This year's playoffs are going to be great games all around. The Yankees being back to their bomber selves. I know I have a bias, but I'm I really have high hopes for the Yankees this year. But with the Dodgers already clinched, the Astros, the Mets, and the Braves, those are gonna be all great teams and great matchups to watch. And I'm really excited for the Mets to be in the playoffs, and I know that's really weird of me to say because they're an enemy of the Yankees, but it's great for New York to have both their teams in it and to be really competitive. Like, can you imagine if the Yankees and Mets play each other in the World Series? That would be epic. Like, that would be one for the history books. Not saying that's going to happen, but it possibly could now, which is insane. Enough about MLB, it's time to move on to my favorite sport, college football. College football, baby. I, the passion I have for college football is unlike any other. College football makes me so happy. I look forward to every single Saturday. My teammates and my coaches, family and friends, everyone could tell you that I Look forward to every Saturday. I usually always watch college game day in the morning with some breakfast, some coffee, sitting there watching Kirk Herbstreet, Reese Davis, Lee Corso do his headgear. Like, how could... It's 
it's great TV. This season has already been very fun to watch. I mean, there hasn't been any super great games that I've been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. But it's really early on. This next week's only week four. So in-conference games are starting to happen, which is super exciting, and those are a lot of fun to watch. Divisional rivals, everything that comes along with that. But my coach, Cheryl Gilmore, can tell you and my teammates that I rush home from our inner squads or fall ball games every single Saturday to be able to watch college football. So first thing I turn on after we get done and I'm allowed to go onto my phone and stuff, I check duck game scores, everything in between. And it makes me so happy that they allow me to do that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Some of my takeaways so far from college football have been that Georgia is really freaking good. Going to the Georgia-Oregon game, it was my first time ever seeing Georgia play in person and that up close. I mean, I was really close to the field. I was in row, like, seven. Shout out to Dad and Club Juvie for those amazing tickets. But they're giant, fast, and tackle like no other. I was so impressed with their capabilities of being so built but also being so fast and knowing their speed. It was very intriguing to watch because they knew how to go so fast, but be calm at the same time and steady in their ground. You know when your adrenaline goes up in a game, whether you're watching it, playing it, your adrenaline, if you're out in that field, jumps so far. It's something that you really can't experience in practice even when trying to go full speed, because it's just not the same. They were so good, even with all the adrenaline pumping, to maintain their speed, maintain their tackling ability, and not just fly by the wide receivers or running backs. And they were really impressive, and I was really, really impressed by Stenson Bennett. I'm not going to lie, I've always been a doubter of him, even since they won last year. Like, at the end of the year, I was like, okay, he's pretty good, but it mostly was their defense. But that's not even the case. He literally dominated the Oregon defense, found all the holes, great completion percentage, and he looked great out there. And he's not a very big guy at all, and I think that's what made him so impressive to me. And to go back to the Georgia-Oregon game... Oregon is really good, too, and I know I'm biased for saying that and everything, but I truly believe that. They have a test this weekend at Pullman. I still don't understand how Washington State isn't ranked at this point, to be honest. I think they kind of got snubbed in this last week's rankings, but Oregon beat and handled a good BYU team last week who upset Baylor the week before, and not just did they handle them, they kind of dominated them. They were up 38-7 to at one point, so it wasn't even a close game by any means. And they put a beat down on Eastern Washington, too, and I know it's Eastern Washington, like not a huge lower-level FBS school, but it's still, those games shouldn't be close anyway. But I'm, 
I have high hopes for Oregon. I think Bo Nix is starting to settle in. Coach Dan Lanning settle in. It's hard to go play the defending national champ. First game out of the gates. New quarterback, new coach, new system, everything. Basically on a neutral site, in quotations, because it was not a neutral site at all. Athens is only about an hour and a half away from Atlanta, so it was not a neutral site by any means possible. So I'm looking forward to Oregon this year. I think they'll definitely win the Pac-12 North and play probably against USC in the Pac-12 Championship game in December in Vegas in what I like to call the Death Star. But they had to handle WSU this weekend, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But everyone have a good time in Pullman. Always very fun atmosphere. I've never been. I really want to go. It's on a bucket list. But I have lots of friends there. So shout out to my friends in Pullman. But go Ducks as always. Another team who I've been impressed by so far is Michigan. Michigan hasn't really played anyone good yet, but they haven't even had a close game yet. They've outscored their opponents so far 166 to 17, which is insane. They've only given up 10 points in one game and 7 points in another game. Like 166 to 17, that's impressive alone. So I think Michigan's going to have a tougher time in the Big Ten, but they've They've impressed me so far through the preseason. And one last team I'm going to give a shout out to that I've been intrigued by and very, very surprised by is Syracuse. I just want to give a quick shout out to Cameron McEwen and Matt. They were two of my fellow interns and both of them go to Syracuse. Cam always tells me that he, that Syracuse is going to be so good, like so good this year. And I'm like okay, whatever. Like, I didn't think that at all. But I went out of my way and watched the Syracuse game this last weekend against Purdue, and I was really impressed. Like, I know they had a great running back in Sean Tucker, but I did not know that they were pretty good all around. It's their first 3-0 start since 2018, and their quarterback is surprisingly reliable in Garrett Schrader. I was impressed by his throwing capabilities because I thought they only relied on Tucker to run the ball always. So I was very impressed by Syracuse and um, good luck to the Cuse for the rest of the year. And Cam and Matt, enjoy those uh, Syracuse games in the Dome. And I really want to go out there and see a game. It looks really fun. Speaking of Syracuse, they're one of my intriguing matchups for these week four matchups. Syracuse actually plays tonight instead of tomorrow. Uh, they host Virginia. The game's at 4 p.m. Pacific time today on ESPN. So everyone should tune into that. They can. Some other notable games that I find super intriguing this week that I think everyone should give a watch or try to is, of course, Oregon at Washington State, 1 p.m. on Fox. Another game... Ranked matchups, which I think Oregon should be a ranked matchup against Wazoo, but besides the point, Clemson, number five Clemson, plays at number 21 Wake Forest. I think this is a make-or-break game for Clemson to get into the college football playoff. The game's early, right after college game day tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific time on ABC. 
and I think that'll be a good one to watch. I will be turning that on before I go to Inner Squad tomorrow, so that'll be fun. Another intriguing matchup, two SEC rivals, number 20 Florida at 11 Tennessee. It's where College Game Day is this weekend. It's at 12.30 Pacific time on CBS. I can't wait to see highlights of that game. And I think it's going to be really good. I think Florida can give Tennessee a good matchup, but I think this will definitely prove Tennessee's color and really how good they are. Um, Notre Dame, unranked now, plays at Chapel Hill, UNC at 12.30 on ABC. Another game to may watch is number 10 Arkansas at number 23 Texas A&M, 4 p.m. Pacific time on ESPN. I think this is going to be another great game, SEC rivals. And I think Jimbo Fisher has something to prove in this game and try to show that the Aggies are better than everyone thinks. And the last game I'm going to give a shout-out to this week is Stanford at number 18 Washington. I think this will really prove how good Washington is and how good Stanford is. And I'm intrigued to this game because the Ducks play Stanford next weekend, first weekend in October. So I definitely will be watching this game to see how Stanford plays, especially on the road. And looking forward to it. It's at 7.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. And I think all these games have something different to offer, whether it be a rival game or ranked opponents or just teams who I've found intriguing and I want to see step up or just watch to see how good I really think they are. So I'm excited for some of the matchups this week, but even more excited for the coming weekends after. Moving on to more football in the NFL. I want to talk about the NFL. I have some early hot takes in the NFL, and I know I'm going to get some hate on these. I probably will get backlash text messages from saying these, but I don't care. Hot takes in the NFL after two weeks. My first one. The Cincinnati Bengals will not make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm even laughing while I say this. They're 0-2. <laughs> it's early, but they're struggling. And I'm going to stick with this hot take only and only if they lose to the Jets this weekend. They play at the Jets this weekend. If they lose at the Jets, I'm sticking with this hot take that they will not make the playoffs. And Joe Burrow, love the guy, Jamar Chase. Like, they have all the tools necessary. They just have been a little bit of a Debbie Downer so far especially coming off the high roads of going to the Super Bowl and losing against the Rams last year. but So that's a first hot take. Second one, I feel I'm 50-50 on this one so far, but it's a hot take that I have. Detroit is going to make the playoffs. Shout out to Sean Total. I have a Lions sweatshirt. As everyone knows, I am a big Lions fan. I think they have one of the best fan bases in all of sports. They're so loyal, even though they've been so bad. I've been watching the Hard Knocks on them. Their main thing is grit. I love their coach. I always thought that Jared Goff is actually better than everybody thinks. I mean, he's not great, but, like, he's better than – he's your average quarterback in the NFL, and he's an NFL quarterback. There's nothing more to it. 
But they have a great running back in DeAndre Swift. I know he's kind of been banged up, but I think that he'll just push through for the rest of the year. They have a big test this weekend in Minneapolis to play at Minnesota, and their big thing will be trying to stop Justin Jefferson from having another great game. But I think this will be actually a good game to watch this weekend. And I have a lot of faith in Detroit. They're one and one I just think they're moving into the right direction with their coach, um, offense, and defense. And I think they're going to be – I think they're on the uptick for the next coming years. Third hot take. Aaron Rodgers will miss the playoffs for the fourth time in his career. Out of his 18 seasons, I think it'll be his fourth time in his career. If they lose badly, and I mean badly against Tampa Bay, I feel solid in this prediction. I just think it's been kind of shaky. No more Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers, not really feeling it. I just think that it's not going to be a great year for them. And start to get better towards the end of the year and always make a comeback of some sort to try to make the playoffs and usually do make the playoffs. But... I just don't think it's happening this year. I think there's too many other good teams this year in the NFL and too many sleeper teams who I think are really good. Fourth and final hot take for this week. I probably will do hot takes again sometimes middle of the season because I'll have a better feel, but these are very early on hot takes. Jimmy Garoppolo will have a MVP type season. I thought of this one while I was writing and scripting my podcast outline. And I've always liked Jimmy G. Jimmy G, underrated. He has done good things for San Francisco. He's underrated. I just, I think this is a great hot take. You never know what could happen to him this year. After Trey Lance has got her season-ending ankle injury, he, there's no expectations for him. I think having zero expectations for Jimmy Garoppolo since last season, they put everything onto him. His expectations were so high. Everybody was like, he's not going to keep the starter job. Kind of struggled. He didn't get the starting job this year, so he's been the backup. And I think now that he has no expectations and all of a sudden gets to play, he could have a great year. And, And the 49ers could have a great year. I think it could be something like Tom Brady's scenario when he took over for Eric Bledsoe. I know it's not really the same because technically Jimmy G was Eric Bledsoe and then got taken over for by Trey Lance, the rookie. But he's coming back with no expectations, and I think he's going to have a good year. The same thing as college football. Week 3 NFL, some intriguing games. There's good games every single week in the NFL this year. There's not any week that I'm like, oh yeah, all the games kind of suck. No good matchups. Because all the teams in the NFL are really good this year. So the first game, even though I already mentioned it, Detroit at Minnesota. 10 a.m. Pacific time on Fox. I really think this will be a good game to watch. A close game. Kind of rivals so close to each other. Detroit and Minneapolis. And I'm really looking forward to this game on Sunday. The next one. Buffalo at Miami, 10 a.m. on CBS. Josh Allen versus Tua Tagovailoa. What else is there to say? Two 
I don't want to say pretty good quarterbacks, but Josh Allen's really good. And two is on the uptick. Like, he surprised me in the past two weeks with how good he's played and how the Miami Dolphins look. So I think this will be a good game. Warm in Miami. It's not warm in Buffalo. So I think it'll be a good game to watch. Third game of the weekend that is really intriguing is Rams at Cardinals. 125 Pacific time on Fox. Super Bowl champs versus Kyler Murray. I think this game comes down to defense and what defense can stop offense and stopping Kyler Murray. It's always hard to play at Arizona, so I just think this will be a really good game to watch and fun showdown between Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray. So tune in. The final game I want to give a quick shout-out to is San Francisco at Denver. It's a night game on Sunday Night Football, 520 Pacific Time on NBC. Jimmy Garoppolo's season debut versus another veteran quarterback who's had a lot of press and social media over this past year in Russell Wilson. I know a lot of Seahawks fans might be tuning into this game just because of Russell Wilson and stuff like that being played. But I want to tune into this game to see Jimmy Jean to see if my hot take is even valuable at that point of him maybe having an MVP type season. That's all I have for today on this episode of EPSN. I'm super excited to be getting back into my podcasting. I'm going to try to update every single week. It's the best time of year for sports and I miss doing this and today making this episode brought me so much joy and so much passion about sports and kind of an outlet for me to talk about my opinions and share them and to let you guys know what games I think you should tune into and see if you guys even agree with my opinions or if I can help you come up with your own. So I really encourage all of you sports fans, even if you're not a sports fan at all, to get out there, watch some football this weekend, and look at the games that I mentioned. Great games on Saturday and Sunday, and you guys should even tune into some MLB games and really watch the Yankees, Red Sox this weekend, because Aaron Judge is going for that 61st home run, home run record. It's almost like going back into the steroids era of all of that, and guys just hitting homers, but... Great weekend of sports, and I encourage you all to watch a team you never would think that you would. Maybe you've never watched a Lions game because you think they're so bad, or you've never even tuned into an MLB game unless it's a playoff game. And maybe watch a Syracuse game tonight on ESPN because you've never watched the Cuse play. So thank you again for tuning in to EPSN. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. And I hope you all have a great weekend of sports watching.